You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hello, good morning. This is day two at MWC, and this is Vicky Kolovu for Tech Talk Central. And I'm here with Mark Thomas. He's Director of Connected Car Product Marketing at Jasper. Um, Jasper is situated in the Innovation City, if I'm not mistaken, here. And uh, it's actually, this is my first time I came here, and it's amazing. There's a lot of amazing stuff. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Vicky. Okay, so uh, I'll just get this a little bit up. That's it. So, um, I hear you get a lot of different connected devices, but first of all, tell me uh, what Jasper does more specifically. Were they always in the IOT sector or did they start out from somewhere else? Certainly. So, Jasper's been in business for over 10 years and we have started as an IOT platform services company. So we've been in this business for quite some time, uh, and so it's really exciting to see now, walking around the show, everybody's got the IOT religion, and it's really pretty much everywhere. I like the way you say it, a bit of religion. That's true, it's, it's something like that. We used to say wearables last year, and now it's, it's that. Um, I, I know you have the connected bicycle, a vending machine, um, what else? Or explain about those, at least. Certainly. So we are an IoT services platform, and what we allow companies to do is transform from selling products into becoming services companies. And they use this through the IoT connectivity. So many uh, different IoT methods to connect um, are done like via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. We specialize in those that are connected with cellular connectivity. And so if you look around the room, there's a vending machine here. Um, it's cellularly connected. And this allows the company Cantaloupe that makes these connected vending machines to save gas and resources by not sending people by to refill a, mach a machine that may still be full. Or conversely, if there's issues with it, be able to send somebody right away. So uh, they can sell a service, uh, they can have a better product, and all of this can be done through IoT connectivity. The bicycle that we're showing here is connected as well. Uh, you just press a button to park and lock it, and it automatically uses some servos, uh, locks it down. If somebody tries to pick it up, it'll send you a text message to your phone. It'll also send an alarm off, and then using the GPS, it'll be able to track where your uh, bike is uh, for any theft. This is also done having wireless connectivity built into the bicycle, so it's a connected bike. If, if you look around here, I'm standing in the connected car area. Um, connected cars are the next truly great consumer internet device. I mean, and if you think about the revolution that we're in now, um, yeah, when you took something like a personal computer and you added internet to it, it, it enabled the dot-com revolution. And then we took our flip phones, which were, we were indispensable, and we added internet to those, and suddenly the smartphone revolution came. Well, now we're taking something that we all love and are dear to us, our vehicles, and once you do the same thing, once you add connectivity to a vehicle, it will be the beginning of another revolution, and this will be the connected car revolution. Um, okay, uh, more specifically, your company, when it comes to connected car, you're doing everything. Um, um, I've seen things like controlling the car, getting data from the car, up to creating games for children to play in the back seat with data derived from a car. 
So, uh, first of all, you're into in the infrastructure side of the IELT. Please explain that. Certainly. Well, we offer a cloud service, and this service allows the car companies and other IoT companies to manage the connectivity and the services that are running on the devices or in the vehicles. So, for instance, car companies are using the connection not just to sell Wi-Fi and music plans to their customers, but they're using it all the way to help in manufacturing or in the transport of the car, being able to have the car wake up, check the battery level, see if the door was left open, and if it was, send a note to the truck driver saying, hey, stop, close the door, we don't want this vehicle to arrive damaged uh, and cause a whole new series of issues uh, for them. I think it sounds interesting, especially as you were talking, I imagined my car being something like a browser where I get advertisements on the windows and a lot of information coming in, or even the asphalt, the road, deciding to stop my car because I'm doing something wrong or I'm not very um, careful as to how I'm driving. It is a little bit scary. Do you think I can actually get out of hand and sort of start controlling our lives? That's your personal opinion on that. Well, I think the car companies we're working with are extremely cautious about letting connectivity into the vehicle. One of the things that they use Jasper for is to help manage that connection. And so anywhere by controlling the how much data that the SIM can use so that when it's in manufacturing, somebody can't pick it up, put it in their phone and start making calls and, and playing games because Jasper will lock the connection to that particular uh, piece of hardware that it's in. And so when the car is at the dealership, they use Jasper to turn on data for all the services so that people can have the best possible test drives, listen to the music, listen to the spoken news, maybe some web read to you. But as soon as the dealership is closed for the night, they can use Jasper to turn off all connectivity in the car so that you don't have the night watchman sitting in one of the cars watching Netflix and running up a huge bill. So being able to manage the connection in the cloud uh, down to the car and have that automated, use it for diagnostics, use it for security, is a really important part of controlling what happens when you add connections, not just into a, a few vehicles, but your entire fleet of cars. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, let's go back to Jasper now. And um, what is advantage compared to other companies? Because there's a lot of companies in I've seen here at MWC. Uh, first of all, do you have customers all over the world? Where are you? And uh, what do you think is the big advantage Jasper offers that other companies might not offer yet? Certainly. So Jasper has 3,500 enterprises that are using the Jasper platform. Our customers are mobile operators. So 27 different mobile operator groups have uh, purchased and are using the Jasper cloud. And so when their customers buy data plans and data sims for their IoT devices, they then get Jasper as the Jasper Control Center as the means for them to manage their IoT services. So uh, we've been in business for 10 years. Um, we've built up a platform that's very, very hard to replicate. And so when uh, the IoT revolution came and the operators started selling more of these plans, the services and support that they'd built up to be able to handle their mobile phones business wasn't scalable to people buying data sims. And so they fortunately had us 
they could choose us. And so when um, a company is choosing a Jasper partner operator and uses the Jasper APIs so that maybe the manufacturing system can say when the connection's on and when it's off and turn on and turn off and, and have debugging. If they move to a different country, all of the integration work that they've done into, say, AT&T will be usable when they need to integrate for China and China Unicom. So the fact that we are in 27 different operator groups that represent over 100 uh, operator networks is huge because most IoT isn't just stopping in one country. The car companies themselves have made uh, sort of their first and second generation offerings were country specific or North America specific. And now their intent is to go global. And so the ability to put a single SIM in manufacturing and depending upon what country the car ends up in, it can reprovision itself using global SIM technology so that the SIM itself provisions to a local operator and the integration work that they've done to understand and be able to control the IoT services in that vehicle can be done once and replicated across the globe. That made me thought as you were speaking, obviously the SIM card is very helpful even in cases apart from mobility, in cases like um, garbage bins that we need to know if they're full before a car goes by and wastes, wastes petrol to get there. If it's not full, why pick it up? So, you know, making better routes, there's different ways. Um, it just made me thought, think that because people, simple people don't understand IOT, not everybody's in technology. Who do you think is uh, responsible for educating uh, the public? You know, we've got the bicycle there, obviously it's a case study, but um, um, it's easy to say it's fancy. It's, actually, it's got great design, I'm looking at it right now. But um, So this one is transmitting data and data can be sent back to it. But whose responsibility do you think? Is it the, the telcos that have to educate people? Or is it just every vendor or every uh, person who's making a product, they have to go into the process of explaining what the data is, what they're going to be doing with the data, what it means to have an IOT connected, a connected device? Whose responsibility, in your own opinion, uh, is it? So fortunately, if IOT is done right, people don't need to understand what IOT is nor how it works. What um, we're seeing for the car companies, for instance, is that Typically, they sell a car, mm -hmm. and then they reach out to the customer four years later and sell them another car. And by being able to offer some value-added services, things like, well, would you like to buy insurance with that? Well, I already have insurance. Well, do you realize that if you get this insurance, you only pay for how many miles that you drive? Oh, what do I have to do? Well, that's built into the car. Would you like to have you know, your optimum up-to-the-date traffic built into your car? Would you like to have your car talk to the dealership and schedule its own appointments? Would you like to have, you know, an explanation of what the warning light is? All of these things are services that people should be excited about, and the company sells the, the service, and it's a recurring style business, and that's the thing that people will find so exhilarating.
I think you're starting to sort of draw the future there. <laughs> I never actually thought of buying my insurance with my car, but it's interesting. I get the picture. Although I tend to be a little bit on the scared side sometimes with data and um, control, but I, I understand. So what is the future for IOT? Let's say five years from now, if we're standing again here and I'm interviewing you, um, what would you be talking about then? You know, it might be your personal opinion here, but where do you see all this going? I know it's at the beginning, we're merely scratching the surface, but what do you see and how can it really affect our lives? Uh, With IoT and the connectivity of devices, things will have the ability to talk to other things. And so my car will know that I'm on my way home. And it can broadcast the information of who's in the car, me, where am I headed, home. And my home can then pick that information up and say, oh, he'll be here in 10 minutes, time to turn the heat on. If I have a connected refrigerator, it can maybe go, you're missing a few items, guess what? On your route, why don't you stop by here and pick up a few things? Uh, if I'm looking to meet somebody, um, our, our locations can be broadcast. So every different item has information that it's interested in receiving, um, like we receive it now in terms of how crowded the roads are and avoid that road because there's an accident. And it has information that, that we broadcast, where we're going, who's in it, what our mood is, what we're listening to. And so the ability for things to start to understand what other things are saying and build on it. Oh, he just left the house, I'll turn the alarm system on. Um, those are things that today I have to stand at the panel, boop, 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 you know, press some buttons, I have to do these things. And the more that can happen automatically, the more seamless it becomes in our lives. It's not a matter of programming things to talk to one another. It's a matter of having intelligence that knows that why should you pay insurance on your car when you're not driving it? But if the car knows that I'm not only just driving it, but I'm driving it as at the speed limit, it can even save me some more money because, hey, you're being a safe driver. Today, I'll reward you with another 15% discount. So it's the, the, the connection of things, the ability to find a parking space and reserve it, the ability for you to pull up and your car can pay for you at the gas station or pay for the parking toll. Um, all of those things are about building in connectivity and having the ability to talk to one another. Also safer life, you know, less accidents and each car, if they start knowing each other, uh, they'll avoid each other. No, that's absolutely true. I think you bring up a great point. In Europe, there's an initiative called eCall that's making every car sold after the first quarter of 2018 require connectivity. And so it knows if the airbag goes off or if you get in an accident, it can automatically detect the severity of the accident and immediately send for first responders. This will cut down the time that it takes to bring somebody uh, for help by more than 50%. They think this will save several thousand lives a year. And as you point out, if you start to have automated driving, you know, human error accounts for 90 some odd percent of most of the accidents on the road. And so if the ability for the car to, to you know, never get drowsy, to always understand and see things that you can't, 
the ability for the car ahead of you to broadcast that there's some ice on the road, so you should slow down behind. That's learning that we can't do right now. So again, connecting things together will be an amazing new place. I think you touched on two aspects, the economy, saving money and saving your life or making your life better. I think those are going to really help. Someday maybe the car, and I'm sure you'll make it, you'll provide the service. Someday the whole thing will be... Um, ah, we had, a, we had a small accident, something dropped. Okay, thank you. Um, so maybe someday it will save me. If I have a heart attack and I'm driving, maybe my own car will revive me. Um, so, is there a question I should have asked you about Jasper? Some announcement that you made here, something really interesting that you can tell us that I didn't ask you, but you will just fill it in? Certainly. Well, it's an exciting time for us at Jasper. I mean, we now have over 3,500 customers who are uh, embracing IoT today. It's not a future technology, something that's going to happen down the road, but it's something that these companies that you're seeing in our booth the connected vending machine offering better service to the customers, the connected uh, bicycle offering safety and security, uh, connected cars offering things like Wi-Fi and, and uh, the life-saving uh, e-call. These are all things that are happening now. And so it's an exciting time for us because people are benefiting from IoT and they don't even know what it is yet. That's true, and I think we're living in an exciting times. We probably have the same age. We started out with computers like Amiga or whatever, um, but it's amazing where we've come, and I think we have a great opportunity. It's like being at the beginning of the industrial area era and seeing all this happening. So thank you for being with us, Mark Thomas. Great. Thank you, Vicky. This is Vicky Colavu uh, for Tech Talk Central from Jasper. It was an exciting, and I'm going to go see more stuff around here. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.